Jamie, what is that? What have you got in your hands there? What are you planning on sending to the poor man? Brilliant, I'm so happy you found pom-poms. But what has that got anything to do with the whole thing that you do? No, Jeremy, you can't just go and pick a random word like cheerleader, because you happen to find pom-poms, attach it to the word toast, and think you've therefore created a wonderful pun. That's not a pun. That's just two words that make no sense together. I don't even want to know. Oh my god, you've breaded a cheerleader, haven't you? What did... Jeremy, no. You can't go and do this to people. We do this to inanimate objects. You make wonderful... I mean, let's be lean. Let's call it wonderful. Wonderful combinations of food uh, or, or edible devices. And you put them together. Occasionally you put inedible things like rocks and stones. And Michael forgives you for the most part. But you can't go put people. What? No, I'm not asking him what kind of cheerleader he likes. We're not doing that. Anyway, he's about to come in. So, we'll go, wait, wait, wait. Come back, come back. You've really sent it to him, haven't you? Oh God, I'm going to be in trouble for that one. Maybe he'll just... We'll just pretend it didn't happen. That's best. Let's do that. Let's see what happens. Mr. Sheckman. Uh, morning. Yes, good morning. Well, this tastes, um... Yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we don't need to talk about it. We could go on. Oh, Jeremy, how could he have done this? It's a uh, uh, typical thing. But I think we should just move on. Can, can, can we do that? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Toasting design, Shaka Sheckman, Michael Boy. Certainly, we have now come to the conclusion of uh, the projects for the third year uh, students, at least some X and errors. And as a sort of a recap, because certainly by the time this comes out, they they would have seen what they well, they would have seen the outcome of what they've done. Um, there are some bad habits, and yeah, it's a worthy discussion discussion just kind of go through and discuss why these are why we think these are happening and things as for students are coming up into these courses or students that have done these issues and have not been aware that they've actually made these mistakes and are playing a blame game in another situation um discuss a couple of these habits and maybe ways of correcting them or just things to be aware of um, yeah, I mean, it might be time to issue the big verbal, uh, in fact, maybe that's the title of this episode is the We Told mm. You So one, but anyway. Ooh, um, I like that. What I think we, we should do is let's just run through some of the buzzwords and then we can run through and explain them. So we wrote down, uh, we mentioned that optimizing is a mm -hmm. problem and iteration. Yeah. I'm going to start off by saying that the first thing we should talk about is planning uh, yeah because that is to me the biggest the biggest issue with uh mm. with this the the other thing is the um the good old-fashioned uh plastic helicopter as concept one uh, the titanium 3d printed uh, ship. Still that that is still that is back it. it's back yes. okay so the mixed the mixed concepts are back mm-hmm um I think the the woeful assumptions 
<laughs> yeah. So you, you make an assumption when I think uh, we'll run through how every single decision that you make requires you to do the design process. And I think we'll, you know, that's part of the planning thing. Yeah. And it's sort of an interesting point. I'd say that one of the first parts, and it seems to uh, catching a lot of students still, is this idea of when the project is done. We discussed it numerous times. I've discussed it certainly in my lectures as to when you are done. And the, the caveat to it all is ask. And most of the time, the question is not, all right, I've done this, 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 and this to this degree, and I've calculated this. It's, if I were to calculate the gear stress, is that enough? And it's, in that ether, I don't know a single person that could answer that's enough of a design project, because that is not, that's nothing. It's a that's meaningless. That's true. Design is not like cooking f***ing <laughs> chicken. You don't look at it like it's done. That's not what yeah. design is. Design is a maintenance on a castle. Well, it'll do for three days before there's more to do. <laughs> mm. I, okay, so let, let's start the, the first one, the, the planning. And uh, uh, there, there was, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this without implicating anyone. The idea that the, the project, because it runs, it's a 24 hour project or it's a 50 hour project, it can be done therefore in two weeks. And, and therefore I'm gonna save it until that last bit. When we have said it numerous times during lectures, I've certainly said it at the beginning, design takes time. Yeah. You can't just leave it off and sort of, uh, you know, I'll do it all in a single one night a session. You need to stop and look back and think about it and go through your decisions so that when you're making those ridiculous assumptions, when you can't think of a concept number three and hence why concept two is always bloody winning, uh, that's what's happening there. And not to mention, you have no idea what's coming. Certainly, when we started off the courses, none of us saw, well, we're doing the rest of this year um, in our pajamas uh, while we're staring at... With a mask computers. on. Yeah. And exactly. when it's really hot, just a mask. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you know, what we're also trying to enforce in these, these podcasts is visualization. So visualize it. Maybe you don't it visualize it last bit, but yeah. <laughs> if you're paying attention, then visualize it. Okay. So with, with the, this planning, it's it's not just a case of, you see it in fourth year projects, ah, I've got my Gantt chart. Yeah, I will take two weeks to do this and I'll take one week. And even if that plan is actually great, and yeah, that's that's reasonable. If you did all that, you've got a good project lined up for yourself. You've got to stick to it. You don't just do it for the sake of, I've done a plan, I've done what Mr. Sheckman's told me, cool. Let me go and just make up a third concept now because, ah, you know, why not? I don't want to do anything else. If you've got a plan, stick to it. And I think I'm just going to throw this in here that a plan needs to be done the same way that a design is done. There is a high mm -hmm. level, there'd be several other mm -hmm. levels, and there's going to be the low level. A plan is not that you're going to spend four hours today and four hours tomorrow, <laughs> and four hours the next day, and keep going until sum of hours equals 24 hours. That is not a plan. Mm -mm. That is the first step in a plan. The plan yeah. is, how many parts are there to this problem? Have I understood yeah. all of them in enough detail? How much work is required for me to say I fully understand this problem and can then specify exactly how 
to solve it. And the thing that we're going to say again is that the URS for any pro problem, if you want to call it that, is both specifying the exact problem and what the solution is. It does that at the same time. It is the flag on the top of the mountain where the problem mm -hmm. is on the one side and the solution is on the other side. It is one and the yeah. same thing. And students don't seem to realize that, you know, we keep saying, I mean, all of the podcasts are about problem solving. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to step one, page one in your design project is this problem definition. That does not mean you can say, oh, Shekman said there's a 15-page page cap, so therefore one fifteenth of the 24 hours equals problem <laughs> definition. No, that's not a plan. Yeah. You have to work out, you might have to spend the first 20 hours unpacking your problem, in which case, if you do, well, what are you going to spend the other four hours on? Yeah. Origami, maybe. Um and, you know, the, 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 the thing that I find is if you need to do any big job, and this is why in the previous one we said go and pick up a new skill. If you want to mm. do DIY, you know, DIY, you know, things around, you know, it, wherever you stay, there are always things that can be fixed. You don't mm. just jump into them and think, oh, I need a screw. Let me go drive to the hardware store to get a screw. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Oh, holy cow, I need another screw. Let me go get another. <laughs> you don't do that. That's, that is that is a, a consequence of bad planning. And planning needs to be done in and around your daily routine, your family responsibilities, your own mm. sort of daily um, uh, routine and, and priorities, etc. But it, it revolves yeah. around tasks and prioritizing and very careful time management. And the only way that you get good at that is if you build up skills. And th those mm. skills can be taking a second year beam that's got a load on the end of it and it's got a cable somewhere. And making a little spreadsheet to say, if I vary the cable, how does that vary the internal bending moments? Ah, okay, now I've made a little thing, I've made a little slider, now I fully understand how that cable can move. That is gonna be mm. a useful skill at some stage in design because you've already done it, you've already understood it. It's a bit like an apple falling. Once you understand why an apple falls, you don't have to go and rederive the equations for why an apple falls every single time because you understand it. Um, and planning, what I find is that students are unable to even start the thing logically. They just, ah, we must define the problem, so let me sit and define the problem. That's not a plan. No. It's also a case of as you're going, you know, you you started with a plan. I okay, over and above. This is how long I'm going to spend, and this is what I'm seeing. I'm going to possibly end up producing um, as a system. As, as you're then going through it, your design is going to develop. It's going to change. If it's going the same way you saw it from the very beginning, I think you've missed something. Design just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. There's always something different you didn't see happen, and some little wrench that comes in the way or something that makes life easier and things change and you need to update your planning as you're going as well okay now what i thought was gonna be my main design element i was gonna do a a brake system design because i thought that was the, the most critical component actually i don't need brakes anymore the way there this we go. i was gonna gone. say oh it doesn't even need brakes anymore and like, oh. <laughs> yeah and adjust your plan okay cool well i can't have that as my main design element and i plan for so much time to be developed in that i've now got to adapt it and it's then not a case of sitting down, all right, let me stop everything and let me now plan out this next stage. You've, you've got to work a bit on the fly in terms of being able to 
okay, well, I've got this stuff as backup. I've got this stuff as a contingency plan. Um, and again, this is stuff as I, I know I've discussed in my lectures where when you're planning out this is how the design can go, what I'm, I suggest is done is that you see it much further than you ever plan on going. Mm. So that if something does come up, you know, okay, ah, this, this thing became nothing. I don't have a brake system anymore. Well, I'll just pull in this extra section and now include this, this part. Uh, that, that's, it's essential. With and I think maybe the, the, the last bit on planning is that planning, I've, I've said it before, it's exactly like design. You need several plans. You should have several mm. plans running simultaneously. Mm. That is why plan two, just like concept two, never just wins outright, right? You're <laughs> going to have several plans because, oh, plan plan one's running a bit slow and it's got, the, yeah, it's it's got breaks. But actually, if I run on what I was going to do for plan number three, I didn't. I didn't have that as a problem. I was. I was going to mm. do more. More on the chassis because the chassis is actually the more important thing. And then I'm going to focus on the downforce. And actually, that's way more important. So let me let me go where I am now. I have to go one step back to pick up where I need to be on plan three, and then ride plan three because that is then the better plan. That's what yeah. students should be doing. Now we both work in a very strange world where they. We have to wear multiple hats, multiple costumes in the circus of ours. Where yeah. lecture, research, admin, you name it, agony aunts, mm -hmm. um, you know, applier <laughs> of penalties, etc. Um, yeah, that, that's your costume, not mine. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just the sup and deferred fairy. And um, you, you, <laughs> you, you stay away from the visuals. And what, yeah. what 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 generally tends to happen is you know you have to you have to kind of go go through with 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 all of these and you have mm. to plan you have to think oh geez you know i really i do have to get these marks done but i have to do mm. this and i have to do that and i have to do that okay well ha you need a plan you can't just sit and grind yeah. to a halt you, you have to get all of it done all right well what's the order to do what is the quickest most efficient way to do it uh where can you use the skills of repetition um where mm. would a you know making a quick macro help etc and 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 that's yeah. the sort of thing that students have to learn to do and you know what i'm i'm somebody that is never going to tell students this is how you should plan to do your design ever mm -mm. never ever said that no all you do is you point out Okay, well, I've walked. I've walked through what you had as this plan of yours, and did what about this? What about this? What about that? Yeah. Okay, cool. You go and plan your way around that, and 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 that's how you learn. And I think the the problem is that that students work in a group, but the groups don't actually mm -hmm. work, and they don't critique, e you know, each other. Um, and I th I think that's probably where a lot a lot of the problems um stem from in terms of planning. Well, I mean, I, I know that but having seen comments and emails on the side that there were groups that did not function correctly together and that for which they had issues. And yet going through those declaration sheets, ooh, everyone did equal percentages of everyone else's work. Yeah, amazing. To the point that some group, <laughs> there were some groups where a group member was repeated. It never worked. The student no longer is registered and yet got a happy percentage. Yes, that student did 25% of the work. It's... Okay, I mean, it's a side rant on its own, but the... Did any groups you know, include Voldemort in their, their team? <laughs> I checked student numbers. I didn't check the name to be oh, honest. Oh, right. So. You should go, go back and check. 
<laughs> student number 666. Oh, Lucifer, how are you doing? <laughs> I think then uh, the, the next step, the logical step uh, over and above planning and time management that is an issue is concepts. The, yes. For me, this, a large number of students are at least identifying and generating concepts for functions. There are those the blue plastic helicopter the titanium black uh dakar car and the yellow bright yellow 3d printed yeah hovercraft exactly those are still existing and and you know what you've done and you have got the mark you deserve um that is just that at this point that's not acceptable in the slightest sense the other side of things though with the options is what i'm still seeing is that this option and you know for i know you're not necessarily a particular fan of it but with the scoring of concepts it's occasionally a decent way of, of reporting and communicating it mm. but this concept scored 78 percent. this one scored 79 percent. two things occur there a you should be noting that that's the same idea yes. or they're scoring they're too close to make a decision there Either you need to re-evaluate your decision. What should A, never happen, is you should never be making a choice based on that. And B, you should never go for the one that scored lower. I'm still seeing that occurring. What? Where you, the, well, they're yeah, picking it, concept a, two even if it loses. Even if it loses, concept two is still winning. And then they'll go, well, because of this, this is why. Which basically means ignore that entire table. I just want it because it's cheaper. Which over and above the whole idea of you not understanding how you weight criteria or why we're looking at multiple factors and considering them all together in one big group so that we're not just saying titanium is stronger than steel therefore we go titanium every time it's mm. well it's it's more difficult to manufacture it's more diff- it's more expensive all those extra factors you're just completely ignoring that should never be occurring I, I, I must then? say I'm I'm more impressed. I, I think the the idea of of what goes into a URS is is getting better. I have noticed a, a general improvement in it. I th- um, I think for me it wasn't, and what I'm putting it down to currently is the mark sheet is not alluding the rubric wasn't alluding to me allocating marks specifically to it, so a lot of the urs's and the prs's in the design reports by the third year mix were absolutely useless in fact most of the requirements and constraints were actually criteria um but the way in which those aspects were applied or the, the actual quantifiable points i can see they're being identified yeah um so i'm willing to overlook it you that they need to understand they've done it horribly wrong um, but it, as, so as not to completely destroy it. And it's the same way if we were going to talk about something good, the students for the most part are actually identifying and substantiating a problem yes. well. What they do is they lose track of that problem. Yep. So, right, the, it, it's transport in the city. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden it's a golf cart. And wait, how did that happen? You've completely lost track of the actual problem from the very beginning. Uh and you've you've wanted to design that gearbox for that golf cart from the from the start, and you've forced everything down that direction until you get to that nice design, um, because you you know bearings nicely, or well, you've got a really good catalog for yourself. What I'm finding is is the students are still trying to design and do the report at the same time, which is against all advice. Mm. And what happens yeah. is, I'll I'll you know you hit that first that first 
part of the design where system, the most important sort of system has been identified and there's a URS yeah. and then their concepts for it. And whether they do a table or whatever, but, you know, concept two wins. But generally that's not a bad decision. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's a decision in isolation because instantly I'm curious, okay, this is this is interesting. Let me see, be, be, bearing in mind that I've I've read page one and, and a bit of page two, which mm. is the problem definition. So now we've got the first design decision and that is what your chosen concept is it is we have decided yeah. that this part of the the the, the thing is is how we're going to solve it and then i'm i my, my mind plays the big uh, warning sign across in red red which says and then and then we get yeah. to the next part and then i'm mm. like dumbfounded i have to i literally find myself going back to the problem saying and where the hell did this come from why 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 is the thing ha- why does it have to be unmanned because yeah. now all of a sudden it is unmanned between concept between the first set of concepts we we had a an airplane to extinguish forest fires <laughs> now all of a sudden it's unmanned how that's quite a big decision. Where did, where mm-hmm. was that? Where was that even a problem? Between it was a subclause of concept two. Obviously, this one has to be unmanned. But but yeah, like it's it's amazing. <laughs> and then and then you get to the next one, and it's a case of, um, okay, and now it doesn't need wings. And it's like, but look, <laughs> how? how what, what, <laughs> idea one, no wings. What what what's two and what's three type thing? And I'm just yeah. stuck in that. Why aren't why aren't the students designing it as though you would design it? It's a case of, okay, so this is my tentatively my provisional gold medal for this this bit. Now I'm going to do the next bit. Ah, but I've contradicted myself. Now I've got a man <laughs> thing with wings, which is now unmanned. And yeah. then it doesn't have wings as my three levels in the design. <laughs> and I'm thinking there, thinking, okay, so the menu said uh, roast chicken. And now I'm staring yeah. at a barbecued cauliflower like what the hell happened here what's in common that chickens eat chickens and cauliflower what's going on here yeah it's almost a case of you know the the student must oh but yeah this paragraph here explains it that this is why i made that choice yeah but it it doesn't matter that you you've got this the the shift the sort of continuity and flow of the story that is your design no longer makes any sense anymore you've lost the 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 entire reason that your explorer set out to find the gold and all of a sudden is a bartender selling margaritas how did that happen why did that all of a sudden happen why have you forgotten your main goal and And we'll go back and we'll go back to what we said at the start that is part of planning if you don't have a plan for how this design goes forward and you know you th- you stop and you think ah i'm gonna it needs a weld i think a weld's better than a mm. bolt so okay i'll put a weld as concept two so it wins i'll score it so it loses but it will win because it's concept two that seems to be the, the 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 theme of things and then yeah but 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 concept at the highest level it had to be infinitely recyclable green uh <laughs> super lightweight and and on mars in which case um okay okay fine <laughs> infinitely recyclable on mars like are we for real here um yeah. you know and you think but like why where where did it come mm. from 
and and that is that is a an issue with planning so yeah uh, to me the the, the concepts the individual system concepts are not not bad. They, the students are mm. creative. They're coming up with things, but they they mm. they like they don't fit. If if no. this was a if this was a, a Lego set, the the whole pitch is wrong. You can't join this thing yeah. to this thing. There's there's broken logic between it. And for me, that comes down to iteration. Now, for me, I have mind, but the definition I've given is to iteration versus optimization. Iteration for me is the building up of your design step after step. So after you've chosen your winged manned aircraft, you build off of that. You don't change that. That's not iteration. That's refresh. Mm. Um, and it's going back. Right, cool. Now I've added the this new wing design. Does that still work with my winged manned concept? Mm. Optimization is for me the the right uh this is the best it can be all right so this is my wing area it's optimized because any bigger it's wrong any smaller it's, it's wrong. the micro tuning versus the subtle rearranging exactly now for me the one issue i had was other than the fact that students misinterpreting that the definitions are confusing them up and i don't mind if you want to call it one thing as long as i can see evidence of what i'm specifically looking for but this idea that this number was iterated and therefore it's this. Okay, but how did you iterate it? How did you, or how did you optimize it? Don't just tell me it is and think that I'm going to, well, he said it. I mean, or she said it. Uh, therefore, it must be the case. I mean, why would a student ever lie to me? No students ever lie to me before. No, no. Uh, no, no. So this idea that you can say something has happened without any evidence. This was and selected why because is it, it was so hard to show us a gra- I mean for, for aircraft design there'll be a graph for mechanical yeah. engineering there might be a piece of a graph there might be a false diagram there might be something but sure. why is it so difficult to show what it did versus what uh-huh. it can now do why is that so hard and uh, then what you do is you can say ah well I'm going to try and make it better I'm going to try and make yeah. it better by rearranging the links in this mechanism to reduce the motor requirements that is iteration fine playing around with the best motor coupling would be optimization because you're playing with one particular thing to fine-tune it now that the overall thing kind of works right it's a bit like why is your arm got certain geometry for all the different bones and the thing is ah so you can fold it up like a chicken that's why so you can you know eat and brush our teeth is why if the links were in different lengths we'd have a problem we'd be great at brushing other people's teeth and not our own (laughs) or else the toothbrush would be completely different right and why is that never shown here here was the first design yeah it did the job versus the competitor or whatever just trying to replace and then Mm. well I played with it four times and now it is this much better here it is i show you how clever i am why is it so difficult i'm left making two conclusions or, or two assumptions because there's no evidence to say otherwise um as much as a student would try and argue that this is why it happened so on and so forth either it wasn't done in the first place it, they don't see a need for it that i've got a number that number means the system works why would you need to make it any different why would you need to make it better and that's just that's a weak excuse but the other alternative one is i ran out of time and again it comes down to this planning that you with design half the reason that you need that extra time is that you need to be able to stand back and sort of say 
I mean, is the system working as well as it can? And it's not necessarily part of the project per se. Um, it's not the development of your models so that you can optimize the system through your models analysis. It's not necessarily the design itself. That that analysis, that's something else. That that's a almost a downtime of, of some other aspect. So, while well, we keep coming back to it, it's that it, it's where the projects are going down. Is that you're not seeing where this project needs to go. You're not anticipating the potential issues it needs to have and anticipating what you need to be able to do with it. You can't just, it's not about the number. I don't actually care what your answer is. I don't care if your design is 3.9 meters or 3.2 meters. I care if you understand that that number is what it should be. And if you can't show me that, and for me, I'm looking through evidence for optimization iteration for that basic proof. I understand the system works because higher and lower has these issues, and this integrates well with the systems that already exist at the state of the design. Right. That, I, I don't actually care about what the actual system is per se. I mean, it can be impractical, in which case you made a poor decision at some point. But other than that, no, that's, that, that's all I'm looking for. And this idea that, oh, I've got this number here, and you know th this vehicle can now do this, and it can achieve this speed. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. Yep, and it is, it is the point we made earlier that just because you can produce a number does not mean it's a good design. No. And I've, I've, I've got an example, which, you know, and, and, and the other thing about the sort of the, the, the design improvement is, I think, uh, I mean, you mentioned two ideas, let's call them concept one and concept three. I shall present concept two, which is the winning one, obviously. Um, I mean, it doesn't score as high, but it's obviously going to win. Um, oh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this concept too is that if you play with numbers and the design apparently gets better, but you don't know what you're doing, that is why you won't explain it in a report. Yeah. Um, right, so I've, I've got one, one final example that we can run through mm. in terms of knock-on effect, which is what students do not do. And I'm going to throw a very simple ball into your court, Mr. Sheckman. All right, I'm ready We're to playing around with, with a house. Somebody's looking around. And, okay. well, my concept too is that the height of all light switches, the winning idea for whatever reason, sh cutting out copper cable, etc., is knee height. <laughs> That's <Okay>. the winning <laughs> idea. I mean, there's no reason why you can't have switches at knee height. I mean, there's the, I mean, Dog tails I mean, aside, but here's here's the <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. Just work through some of the knock-on effects. Just walk, do a visual walkthrough. Think about the different rooms in your house. Just light switches moved from where they currently are down to knee height. How would it affect what's in in? I'll, I'll run through the problem that I've got with that. But what what would the yeah. the basic problems I mean, be in 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 your place? I mean, for for one, it's the sort of subconscious, uh, uh, you know, it's just where your hand is used to going for a light switch is not convention. So a muscle memory for flick a light switch doesn't invariably reach, you know, on your tiptoes to flick that switch and it's not get down on your knees and flick the switch or hit the switch. Yes, but our knee. criteria was be cool to millennials. So that's irrelevant. <laughs> what, you know, what I'm trying to say is in terms of knock-on effects, I'm busy looking around here and I would have to move almost everything because I have got stuff uh, underneath think, yeah. all my light switches. Mm. 
I've got like a writing yeah, yeah. table and I've got a bookcase. Yeah, I mean, desks and things like my that. My coffee you, machine. You... I'd have to move a whole lot of stuff around if the light switch is moved. And that's Half the effect of, of your... a knock-on effect. You can't yeah, just you're, assume you're... that people's houses are empty. You have to think, shit, if you move the light switch down, what about the dog tail? What about the baby? Why are... And, uh... and that's the thing. You can't just say... Because we're cutting down on the amount of copper used in a house, we're going to make the light switches at, at, at knee level. Okay, why not at floor level? Why not get rid of them completely? But the concept that will win is the drop them down to knee height, and then I read onto the next bit and think, okay, well, that's not going to work because I'm not moving my writing desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it fits there. It doesn't fit anywhere else. For me, it, it comes down... And I see that it's not necessarily that specific decision, but I'm seeing that type of decision all the time. And for actually, the, the most common one, it occurs is material. This has the best strength to weight ratio. That's why I selected it. Mm. You have selected something based on one criteria, one point. How much Length titanium or... did you have? <laughs> exactly. It's length of your copper. Is That's the only thing you've done to and you can say oh god therefore it's cost of copper and therefore it's this and this and this the length of copper determines your cost of copper so you're confusing those two ideas together you're double scoring a concept or Mm -hmm. your option there there are other factors you've got it's why we say you are having multiple criteria multiple evaluation considerations there are there's more than one factor and we have those other factors so that there is not this knock-on effect we're not choosing aluminium because it is lighter than steel because you have i mean now that it's also technically weaker we then have to theoretically have a different amount of mass of it there has to be thicker in certain areas where steel might be able to be thinner which means we could have a theoretically smaller design and yes it'll be heavier but is mass actually an issue and what you know that the term oh is this is relatively heavier what's relatively is that two percent is that five percent is that three thousand times percent that's I'm right. not and the thing is the students your... won't no. look at the fact that there's the coefficient of thermal expansion and Ooh. like they're, they're, oh. they're a ton of and, and that's the thing is they're not simulating the thing in use no like why the I, hell I, I, would, a, yeah. would, a, would a lawnmower body the bit that actually gets all the grass and stuff why would that not be aluminium And they're, they're like a couple of good reasons. I mean, the number one is, okay, yeah, so you get stones. Yeah, the stones make a dent. Aluminium absorbs energy quite nicely. But f- the fatigue life is shit. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive. Yeah. S- steel, hey, good can... fatigue, and cheap. And you can use thinner amounts because for the same working stress, you need less area. Plus, you can weld uh, it. I think there's a, there's a sort of a caveat to this that I'm seeing where a person will say, ah, yes, but steel will rust. And given that you're cutting grass, there is a moisture content associated with that. It's going to rust. When representing your ideas and you've come up with a, this is a negative of this option. You've always, my thing is you have to actually try to represent your options in the best possible light. In that case with steel, you would coat it with a rust-resistant paint, a rust and debris resistance so that the grass and the little rocks and stuff don't chip it and expose the steel. Uh, That is how the steel would work. We're not saying that it's painted steel. We're saying it's steel versus aluminium. Mm. But the steel, you know, the fact it's going to rust is, yes, it will potentially rust as much, but it's not the we have to neglect this idea because of it. 
That's true. Uh, and the thing is, a student see one property at a time. And the thing is, if we separate mm -hmm. it out, the the perfect mechanical working properties from the longevity issues, followed by corrosion issues, followed by fatigue issues, etc. You have to weigh it all up, and and you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's not like you don't have to coat aluminium. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, aluminium takes a longer time to corrode than steel, but it is not corrosion resistant. Yeah, entirely. Uh, and not to mention, aluminium is gonna dent and all that far easier than your steel plated uh, shroud on your lawnmower. Not to mention when it comes to repairing it, you know, if we've got a crack here, weld it up with steel, far easier. You've now got a design that can be repaired at home. Yes, you can start arguing the side thing of, right, companies actually want you to not be able to repair it. And that is a whole separate element to it and comes down to the problem. Yeah. We want a lawnmower that will last two years so that I'll, they keep coming back to us and they, they keep buying it. If that is the context of your problem, the background to part or part of the background to your problem, and you're rationalizing that, ethical issues aside, I can then start to understand that decision. But you're also not just doing it because, oh, again, one point of it will not last as long. It's with in the context of all of these and understanding the importance of all these relative points from cost to manufacturing to maintenance to uh, debris protection, to uh, aesthetically pleasing, because at some point lawnmowers, I guess, should encompass that to a small degree for marketing purposes. All of those factors should be considered at the same point, and you weight them because then they're going to have various levels of importance. So you're not choosing aesthetically pleasing as the most important criteria for one lawnmower that now has a nuclear reactor inside of it, while the other one has a, a little diesel generator while you could have just gone electric or just had it pushed or just pave yeah or, get, get rid of your turf. i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, dear. well actually yeah but anyway uh i think if we come up with any more points we can save that for a, a second round two episode and i'm sure there are many more points we can always wait for the fourth year projects to come in and properly have a look at those and and give them a bit of a talking to as well i guess but I think that finishes off this particular episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.